Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning with Ask a Windermere Coach. And on occasion, I'll be joined by Nick Hansen, Doug Simcock, and Eric Thompson. On this podcast, we want to talk about how to create great work-life balance and epic customer service in the real estate industry. We hope you enjoy our podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ask a Coach. This is our Windermere podcast. This is where we talk about some of the toughest real estate questions, and we try to provide you with some detailed answers and proven solutions. And today, I have a legend with me. I have Craig Godry. Craig, how are you? I'm good, Michael. How are you? I'm great. Um, you know, we were talking, Craig, before we got started today, and so you you started with us in 1991. Yep, I did. Real estate was a little bit different back then, wasn't it? It, it was it was a lot different than um you know more people i think had um three by five card three by five index card boxes as their computer as a tickler file than they did pcs maybe um there was a few people with pcs um but it was a different world yeah i think they even had polaroid photos <laughs> yeah they're glue sticking things onto brochures and all that stuff yeah so it was it was it was a very linear versus dimensional business back then it absolutely was. Yeah. Well, well hey, it's for the listeners, I want to let you know why we have Craig on. Craig's kind of a celebrity with us, and he's not a celebrity because he says he is. He is because of the production that he has and the quality of service, uh, Craig, that you bring to your clients, and you've been doing it for a long time. But, you know, when we coach agents, sometimes we'll be talking to real estate agents, and they'll say, you know what, things aren't going right for me right here. I'm thinking about maybe leaving. And I wish, I mean, I would like to think, hey, people come to Windermere and they stay, but we know like anything else uh, in this industry, people move companies back and forth. And I remember when John Jacoby was just talking at our 50th uh, uh, celebration we had, and he said, you know, this business is based on relationships. And you had a phenomenal broker, an owner, Don DC, um, that you got to uh, be a part of his organization. And he was all about relationships as well. But, But here's my question, right? Is that Owners always are trying to wonder, well, why did the agent leave? And they'll come up with ideas. And when I have an agent say they want to leave, they'll tell me something. But it's much deeper than that. So you had, before you left Windermere, you were with us for a long time. Tell me just a little bit about that. And then kind of the impetus of where you started thinking about, maybe I want to make a change. I mean, what was was your thinking along that that path? Uh, Well, yeah, that's a great question. Um, In 1991, when I joined Windermere, um, I had previously been with a company called um, Richard James Realtors, and I started with them in um, the late fall of 1987, and, you know, was out there door knocking, cold calling, doing everything an agent does to build a business, and then fast forward to the, the, the first real estate crash I experienced, which was from 1988 till the spring of 1990, the market in the greater Seattle area went up approximately 45% in 18 months. And then the next 18 months um, from spring of 90 
it dropped 32% approximately in 18 months. So if you got caught on the wrong side of that, you were um, in trouble. And the company I was with was a great company. It just um, you know grew fast and the market changed, less agents producing and everything. So they merged with Prudential. And I didn't want to be a piece of the rock. So I, um, <laughs> so I interviewed with Audrey Lilly of um, Yara Bay. She was the founding branch manager and you know, Don DC was the designated broker. And right away, um, I knew that that was the, the place for me. These guys were, you know, they were down to earth, but they were down to business, you know, and right. um, they didn't treat you like just a transaction or something. It was about the relationship. And they said, no matter how much production you do, um, the manager, Audrey, told me there's only one prima donna here and it's me, you know, meeting <laughs> her. And so um, she said, so you're, this is the big leagues. You got to perform and and um and and be a good team player with everybody so um it was a great start that was the and then don dc was um and guiding me along as well he was one of i would consider don one of my mentors and you know don was great because don was old school but it was all about relationships and he always used to afraid like you know <clears throat> you got to have a dance card which people who are involved with ninja um selling for example and training that you do um they know that about um, a hot list, a warm list, and all these right. things. And to Don DC, um, before Ninja was ever around, that was your dance card, which was like a three by five card. It's like, okay, who are my people that are thinking of doing something sooner? Who are thinking of doing something down the line? Um, who are my current clients? Um, you know, so forth. And just you just work off your dance card and make sure you're covering all the bases. So um, Don was all about relationships. And that, so he's the one that inspired me that, I to always grow my business, but never at the expense of um, diluting the quality of the business, the service I provided to people. So I always wanted to grow my business, but never at the expense of my service slipping. I wanted to elevate, not go down. And a lot of people will tell you, trainers throughout the country will tell people, oh, well, you know, you want to do 50, 100 sales a year, whatever. They go, you got to do it sloppy before you can do it good. And I said, no, nah, that's not how I roll. That's not um, how you roll. That's not how I roll. It's, it wasn't, it, it, I wouldn't feel, um, you know, solid about myself in that capacity. And so I always felt if you take um, great care of people and do a great job, that the business will come and put the clients first and you'll have more than enough business and, uh, you know, and move forward in that, in that vein. And so that's carried me forward through, I think I've just finished my 33rd or 34th year here. So in real estate. Well, and I have to say, I mean, being in this business that long, you have definitely seen um, the ups and the downs and the fact that you have sustained and, and done well. I mean, it speaks, you know, speaks depths to just the quality of what you do and well, your thank professionalism. You. you know, thank you. Yeah, I was only 10 when I started. I got an early <laughs> jump. <laughs> I'm still young, man. <laughs> well, you know, they'll give a license to anybody these days, right? <laughs> yep. 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 That's right. So, so, so Don was instrumental and you even, before we got on, you told a great story because there was a little, uh, there was a period of time where you had left because you owned some buildings. And I think right. just, I mean, if you could just share real quick with the listeners, kind of how Don got you back, it was, it, it was yeah. typical Don DC style. No, no, it, it was completely. So in, in 1997, I bought a commercial lot on a sleepy light industrial street in Kirkland and, you know, I built two office buildings and, and then, of all people, Remax wanted to lease the two buildings from me, and they didn't want a Windermere agent being their landlord. 
And so um, I went ahead and um, leased the buildings to um, you know them and joined them. And Don DC actually had a going away party for me. And he said, hey, he said, nobody else can you know, buy a property, develop buildings, and then sell it to one of the competitors. And so that was kind of Don. And, <laughs> and then they had a grand opening and he showed up for the grand opening at a Remax office um, just in support of me. And, uh, and so it, it, it was great. And um, that's always Don. And so fast forward from, and we opened the doors to that building in 2000. Now um, this property is on a commercial street with about 35,000 cars a day going in front of it. And Google Kirkland campus is right across the street from me. So it's been a complete transformation. This is now a high tech corridor and everything changed a lot since um, I purchased the property in, in um, 97. So in any event, back in 2005, uh, Remax was looking at making a move and you know everything. And I said, well, if you need to move, go ahead and move. And you know they maybe wanted me to sweeten the deal on the rents and things. and. And I just said, no, no, just um, if you want to go, it's fine. We'll just go. And then um, they didn't want me to leave. But I said, no, I'm going to go back to Windermere. And um, before I ever even told um, Matt or Joe DC, uh, the owners of uh, Windermere East, along with their sister, um, Deanne, I had um, heard that their dad, Don, who was phasing the business over to those guys back in 2005, he was still in it, um, came down with um, esophagus cancer. Right. And and so I called up Don and I was on a golf course standing there and um, left a message for him. And then he calls me back and I said, hey, Don, um, you know, how you doing? And he says, Craig, I just got out of the doctor's office. And he told me if you return to Windermere, I'll be cured in 90 days. <laughs> <laughs> and that, for people who know Don D.C., that was classic. That was um, Don classic D. Don D.C. He, he always put it about somebody else and not about him. And that was what Don did. And so then I met with him for lunch and was telling him, hey, you know, even though I'm not with your company right now, I'm still your amigo to, to help you power through all the things you're going to be facing. And, you know, you've always had my back. I've got yours even here. And so I decided at that point after that meeting that I was going to eventually go back to Windermere and didn't tell anybody for six months. So when I came back, Matt and Joe DC thought that they recruited me back. And I go, no, your dad since the deal six months earlier, I just didn't <laughs> tell anybody. And so, um, yeah, he was, um, he was a great, a great guy um, and a great leader as I, I know you had the opportunity to know him as well. So, yeah, I think he left his mark on all of us. Um, yeah, he definitely was a terrific guy. It was great to be in his presence. And uh, he also just had a, he, he had a way about showing up that you knew that he cared. Right. And he always knew everything about other people. And, um, and I, and I think that, you know, that's, that has a lot to do with what we're talking about is that, you know, so here you are, you're doing phenomenally well and you're moving along in Windermere. And I have to tell you, you know, you kind of set the standard. I know that, um, you know, when I would come over to, uh, to your office areas or go do things for Matt and Joe, you know, uh, there was always, um, I would always see you at those events and you always set the standard and were a great example. So tell me a little bit about as you're, so you're doing great, you're, you're cranking along, <laughs> providing great service. And then at what point did you start thinking about, well, maybe it's time for a change for your team and, and to move? Well, you know, I had rejoined Windermere, as I mentioned in 2005, and, you know, plugging along, you know, doing, doing business and, um, and, you know, helping a lot of people and everything was going great. And then we hit, um, well, I think it was 07, July of 07 was really the peak of our market. And mm -hmm. then the market started shifting. 
Um, but because I've been around for so long, even during that downturn from 07 into, um, you know, 10, 11, when the, when the change happened, market dropped pretty hard and stuff. My business never went down more than 20% because I had a lot of clients that have owned property for a long time and the downturn didn't matter to them. They could still play ball. And right. I just helped the people who could afford to do things at that time. And, and so, and Windermere backed me up on that hundred percent. So I chugged along right through the downturn and didn't really um, feel that much of the effects. So I felt real fortunate on that. And then as we got um, into the recovery and in towards, you know, 2015, 2016, um, you know, technology started to become more of a part of real estate. And then you started having some technology-based companies um, coming into the marketplace that were, you know, focused on technology, people that were focused on marketing. And my thought is that they were really either technology companies or marketing companies. Right. And they weren't, they now looking back, I know they weren't really real estate companies as Windermere is. And I know that now because I've experienced the whole thing. So in 2016, I switched um, to another company and, um, and joined them. And it was a great, it's a great company. And, you know, I had a lot of great success there and my income continued to go up even from Windermere to there. Um, and, and so forth. But as I marched forward, I'm still looking, okay, well, what's Windermere doing now? Because at that time, I felt Windermere needed to make some changes to right. really be up with where the, where things were coming. Because happening people, in the marketplace at that time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People like Don DC, for example, during his era, they had to fight, broker owners had to fight different things that, um, current broker owners aren't having to deal with, right? Yep, you didn't exactly. have big national, international players coming in, throwing millions of dollars into things, trying to garner market share and all of that, right? So it was, it was a different, um, different dynamic. And so there's an old saying, and I guess when I started watching Windermere from afar, I noticed, okay, hey, they're doing this now, they're doing this now doing a couple of things I mentioned to him a few years ago that maybe we should have been doing. And, and, you know, and it was exciting, even though I wasn't there, I was excited. I tell my wife, but when I get home, I say, Hey, Windermere's now doing this. Windermere's now doing that. <laughs> I said, I said, I said, yeah, I talked about that stuff. It was great to see that happening. I said there, I said, real estate's like a boxing match. You got to answer the bell every round. Yep. Um, you're only, and you're only as good as the last round. And so, and, and real estate can feel like a boxing match sometimes because it's, not a business for the faint of heart, um, exactly. if we're being really honest about it. And so in any event, um, from afar, I think I was able to notice the changes that Windermere was making from 2016 to 2020, maybe more so than even the agents in the company, because it's hard to look at a picture uh, when you're in it. And um, so I think that is um, how I kind of saw it. And so as I started analyzing everything and looking at what um, these new players to the market were offering, you know, the company that I had moved to and other companies that were coming in, you know, some of them, quite frankly, were focused on being disruptors to the industry that we had all kind of known it to be um, up until that point in time. And right. it's free enterprise, bring it all on and let everybody, right. let everybody do their thing. And let the chips and, fall where they may. Yeah, and the customer and the customer ultimately will um, pick um, where they see the most value. And so I kind of noticed that. And so the whole thing, especially in our area, 
technology is a big sizzle. Um, marketing is a big sizzle. And so when agents see things different that they, than what maybe they've seen before, and it's like, wow, this company's got this, 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 and this. And you start looking at all that and you think, wow, that could maybe be different for me. It's kind of like, you know, magic, you know, a, a magic pill or silver bullets you know, or whatever, right? The, the, the pixie dust, right? The magic pixie dust. Exactly. Um, but the thing is, is that at Windermere, and I know this because I've been there for so long, and what I noticed during that 2016 to 2020 era was that Windermere came out with a bunch of new and cutting edge um, things from technology to help enhance relationships for, for the agents and to take care of all the behind the scenes things for the agents so they could be more of who they are, go, delve deeper into the relationships instead and, and the marketing and everything instead of having to um, you know mess around with learning a bunch of platforms and, and different things. They made it very easy. And so what I surmised was is that you know a lot of companies are selling the sizzle. Um, but with Windermere, they sell the steak. Yeah. You know, it, it's not about the sizzle. It's about the steak. And, you know, when you get a certain amount of tenure in real estate and you see different things coming and going, you, you notice that. And so fast forward from, you know, the 2016 to 2020 range, um, I think early in 2020, we all remember the world changed. We entered into a pandemic. And as the pandemic flowed, um, you know, our real estate businesses were a little bit of a hiccup in the beginning, but they still flowed fairly decent because people all of a sudden realized where they live mattered. But early in 2020, as um, everybody was wondering where things are going and what was going to happen, it caused us all to reflect on where we are, how we want to be, and how we want to live our life. And, and what really matters to us, right? What really matters down to the core, not just your next transaction or anything, but what matters. And I started thinking about it. Wow, something happened. I got really sick during a pandemic or something and, and I needed people to help me run my business so I could get back on my feet. Fortunately, um, you know, I, I, I didn't encounter um, something that knocked me down to that point or anything, but I thought about it and all the people that, I thought would help me if I was in that situation were people like Matt DC, Joe DC, Dan DC, um, you know, Lou Mason, um, Rick Franz who's a great friend of mine at Windermere. Yep. And all the people were all Windermere people. And so, um, so it just made me think about Matt DC and I called Matt up in the spring of 2020 and to see how he was doing. And he happened to be by my office and, um, and stopped by because my office was independent from, you know, any real estate company, I'm in a separate commercial building and right. whatnot. And I'm still at the same building I talked about earlier. So in any event, Matt stopped by and we just started talking and um, not even about real estate, just how you doing, what's going on, this, that, and the other thing. And we were just talking about different things. And, and so I actually called him up maybe May of 2020. And I said, well, maybe, maybe I should think about coming home. What do you think? And so he didn't bring it up. I did. And we talked about it and he said, well, what makes you, you know, I'd love to have you back, but what makes you feel like this is home and you want to come back? And I said, well, I just thinking about everything of what Windermere's done from the 2016 to 2020 era, I've watched the company from afar. And also it just comes down to that it felt like home to me 
because of all the people in Windermere really were family to me. And, and that is hard to replace. And so I witnessed that happen, not just with me, somebody who has a lot of tenure with Windermere, but when newer agents come into the fold and, and join Windermere and stuff, I mean, they treat these people like family too. If you look at the staff at Windermere at the different branches and stuff, um, they retain people and the, these people grow within the company in different positions and, and different things. And so it just, um, it just all circled back to me that, you know, um, I don't know, I kind of started thinking of the Wizard of Oz and, and, and I know it sounds corny, but there's no place like home, you yeah. know, like Dorothy said. In the movie. <laughs> and um, I, I didn't have the ruby slippers on to click three times. But, I would like um, to see that. <laughs> I could do that sometime maybe. But, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, it was, um, you know, that's kind of how it all transpired. And well, then um, I, I kept, uh, just to finish that thought, um, yeah. is that um, I was kind of needed to plan a transition. And so I talked with Matt and, and um, Matt totally kept my plans to come back to Windermere quiet, didn't tell anybody except myself and Matt and Christopher King at Windermere Creative, mm -hmm. um, who helped rebrand all my materials. So I was ready to go once I um, started back up with Windermere. Didn't tell his brother, Joe, didn't tell Deanne, didn't tell Lou Mason until like two weeks before I came on board. So you really learn how somebody values you and everything if somebody can keep something quiet for six months and not tell anybody. I mean, and, and you know what, um, that's the same thing he would do for anybody joining the company. Um, you know, it, it was like a steel trap. I mean, yeah. I could, I could, and I knew this before I even came back, I could, I could give any of those guys my wallet with a couple hundred thousand dollars in it, say I'm going to be gone for two years, watch it for me. And they would have tried to earn a little interest for me, you know, and given it back to me when I returned. That's right. Just, well, and I think yeah. some key things come out when you talk about this. And I, and I, yeah. I, was, I want to point this out because I think a lot of times, you know, in this industry, unfortunately, uh, I, I do know there's egos, there's big egos that, that work in this industry. And yeah. I think sometimes when, when somebody with your caliber leaves, sometimes, um, you know, uh, owners want to take it personally and they want to blame right. around. And one of the things I always say is when somebody leaves, right, the first thing you got to ask yourself is how did you cause that to happen? Right. right. <laughs> what did you what did you not do? Uh, did you not make them feel significant? Did you not make them understand that you care? Because that's the first place to start. And then the second one is they're deciding to leave. It's in their best interest. So support them in that and don't burn bridges. And I think right. that that's where the DCs really do a phenomenal job. And I mean, and a lot of our owners do that phenomenal job is when somebody wants to leave. Hey, you know what? We wish you the best. And I got to tell you, um, you know, if you decide to change your mind, you want to come back. The doors open. No, and that and that's and that's exactly how I felt from the time I left to the time I came back. And I made you know the statements and everything about um, how Windermere's family to me, and that really had a lot of value to me in returning. With that said, if I did not feel that um, Windermere was the best place for me to be to serve my clients in the very best capacity possible, I would I would still have not rejoined Windermere. A little broken English there. Sorry about that. But no, that, I would I, not I, have, I would not have come back to Windermere if I did not feel it was the best place for me to be to serve my clients. Because I'm only as good as the last time I helped a buyer or a seller in the real estate market. And my stepdad was a broker and a trainer. And that's one of the things that he taught me. 
He taught me you're only as good as the last person you helped. He taught me to show up, pay attention, tell the truth. Don't be attached to the outcome. Always want to do a deal, never need to, even when you need to. It, lastly, he taught me how to, he said, you need to get buyers and sellers together, but don't get in the way. And, and so those were all things that I need to have a company behind me on and feel that that is the best company I can be to serve my clients. Because when you go out and interview for um, the job of um, helping someone buy a home or sell a home, if you don't really feel that way, and you're just going for other reasons, warm and fuzzy reasons, they're going to see right through you like a book. Yep. And, and, and you won't be, it won't be, you won't come across with integrity or in a genuine manner. And so, so that's why all the changes I noticed happened to Windermere from the time I left to the time I came back were significant because they did up their game um, substantially. And I said, all right, this is the, this is the company and the people that I love. And, um, they they they're throwing strikes and yep. um you know and so i said that's great that makes it that makes it even that much sweeter for me to come home well and you bring up some great points and i think if we kind of unpack this is that you know so here you're representing your clients and you need to do what's best for your clients and yep. you have a relationship with those clients and um you know just like you have clients that might let's say a client leaves you it comes back down to the same concept you know, they left you because they either didn't perceive the value or they didn't feel significant or there wasn't a right. relationship, right? Exactly. Agents leave for the same reasons, right? They didn't feel connected. They didn't feel significant. There wasn't a strong relationship. And here's the other piece too, is when you have that strong relationship, and I'm sure you've experienced this in your business with your clients, is that if that relationship's there and the value and the trust is there, let's say they do step out and go someplace. What's amazing is they come back. Right. Right. And in my case, I came back um, two different times. Um, yeah. yeah. But I'm here to say this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad uh, because when you left that, when you left that second time, uh, and I think yeah. I said this to you under my breath, like, oh, we lost a good one. Um, well, thank but you. I, but, for but, you know, and, but the thing of it is, is in my mind, I thought, you know what? Hey, Craig's a great guy. He has great business. He, he does wonderful things for his clients. He's making a decision that's best for him and his family. No, and and there and there's there's no question about that, and so it, it's very fascinating because of where our market has gone and and where things have have evolved to is that um, you know the sign in the yard still matters with all the day and age of technology and all these as I call them sizzly things that right. will um, maybe dazzle even a consumer. Um, I think more it dazzles the agents sometimes than the consumer. And as agents, we need to remember that because some of the things that we think are dazzling, the consumer pays little or no attention to. Um, you know, there's there there are people that have had the same accountant for years. Some of them don't even like their accountant, for example, but they go, you know what? Um, I trust this guy or this gal. I trust them. I know they get the job done. And and so the element of trust and 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 that local presence because no one knows the local market better than Windermere. You know, Windermere's been here now for celebrating, you know, celebrating our 50th anniversary. I mean, it's a big it's a big milestone and no one knows this market better. So when you take all the different variables about relationships, knowing the market better than than any other company and forging that all together, um, that's a winning combination. And you know, I'll, I'll go toe to toe with that combination 
with anybody competing with me for a listing or a, or a buyer transaction from any other company. And, um, you know, I, I, I have all the confidence when I go out and do that. And it just, and since my transition back to Windermere, just how the, um, the broker support staff that's in the branches, mm -hmm. um, the service support, I would say probably was good even when I was there previously, but I would say that that's probably had like a, even a 75, 80, 90% increase in value to me as an agent. When I returned back to Windermere, um, most agents, when they transition in a year, they come back to, uh, whether it's a company they were with before or a new company, usually in a transition year, their business goes down. In, in my first transition year back to Windermere, um, I, had, I had the best year of my career out of um, 34 years. And, and that was by a wide margin. I mean, it was, a, it was a big increase over my previous best. But I wasn't even trying like to go out and set any records of, against my own previous production. We're in the middle of a pandemic. I was just right. trying to live life with my family, take care of my clients that were coming to me and say, hey, Craig, we want to do this. We want to do that. So I was just all in helping people and trying to get my family and everybody through the times that we're all going through. And I kind of looked up halfway to your point. I go, oh, yeah, it looks like we're, we're having a, a banner year. I didn't even pay attention to it that much <laughs> um, because I was really just focused on the people. But with all the behind the scene um, offerings from the broker support, transaction services and, and coordination services and everything else, Windermere made it very easy for me because I've transitioned a few times before. And I think usually, I have to go back and look, but I think usually um, most agents production, even though they don't want to admit it, usually will go down in a, in a transition year because right. you're distracted. And real estate is a business that does not do good with distractions. Yeah, and um, if, if you see any time where somebody's production slips, um, there's usually distractions in their life, whether it's personal, business, whatever, it's distractions. And um, so I think the lack of any distractions in my transition year back was, um, was key to success. And I, I think that's even going now into my second year back with Windermere. It's, it's the same thing. Um, I know that I can go out and, and take care of the customers and I don't have to worry about the things behind the scenes because I know they'll be taken care of at the same level that I provide to the client up front. I, I, well said. And, you know, and I, I have a question for you. So, cause you know, in this industry, um, agents are recruited heavily. Would you agree? Oh yeah. I mean, I'm sure you are being recruited. I mean, all the time, right. Another <laughs> company says, Oh my gosh, we got to get Craig. We got to get him. What we just get him over here. Everything's going to be just the best. And so my, my question to you, because we probably, we have, we do have agents listening that might be being recruited right now. I mean, what sure. is your advice? I mean, cause you went through this. My dad always said, Hey, if you're thinking about doing something, go find somebody who went through it and they can give you some good advice. Um, what helped you make decisions on what you did and how you did it? I mean, was it a gut check? Was it an emotional? I mean, just give some context to maybe people listening if they're going through that right now. Right. Well, I think when, you, when you're looking at those type of things, I think you have to analyze everything and you really have to look at, okay, what is it that you're not happy about with your current company? Um, what do you think will be different at the other company? And you probably have to do almost like a, what they call the Ben Franklin close, the pros and the cons on, you divide your paper in half and pros on one side and cons on the other yep. and just start listing it all out. I would do that first. 
and look at the merits of everything. And, and then if, if there's a few things that are missing from the current company that you feel if they were there, you would want to stay after you go through that Ben Franklin close, then um, I would probably talk to the people and that I was with and say, hey, you know what? I really like being here and everything like that. Um, I do have some concerns about this and this. I wouldn't be threatening to leave because once somebody threatens to leave, you might, if you're a broker owner, you might as well just let them walk out the door if they're threatening because then they're going to maybe leave anyways. And, you know, that's how <laughs> They've you have already to play made up their mind in most right. cases. <laughs> right. So you got to play it that way. But if I were just telling them how to do it in a proper manner, at least from my perspective, would be to do that and then talk about those key points. And then that way they're going to go, hey, he's thinking of leaving. And then they're going to bring up things and you'll discuss things and maybe you'll still come to the same conclusion to leave, but at least you will try to separate, you know, there's emotion and there's logic. And, you know, we all, um, you know, we all purchase emotionally and justify logically, whether we're looking to make a company move, there's a lot of emotion in there. And the Ben Franklin um, technique helps you separate logic and emotion a little bit, I think. But that's what I would recommend doing. And then if, and then if you're talking to the other company, um, then I would probably do the pros and cons with them and really talk about that. And then I'd probably talk to people in that company and really see if um, the company was delivering the mail like they're telling you they would do if you joined them. And because when you talk to people in the trenches, uh, you might hear a different story. Right. And, um, and I would recommend doing that. Um, but the, the thing about Windermere that's a little different, at least in my book, is that uh, you know, I knew what the backstory was. And I think people don't care how much you know till they know that you care. Right. And that, that is a fundamental difference with Windermere. And that runs through the whole com company. You know, Mike um, Connolly is the broker owner here in the Kirkland office on Market Street. I've known Mike Connolly for over 30 years. One, one of the times that I had left Windermere, um, and and a, a lady called Windermere Kirkland on Market Street, Mike's office, looking for me. And this was back in 2003. Mm -hmm. And so they, and Mike took the call and they transferred it to Mike or whatever. And so Mike said, oh yeah, well, Craig's now with this company. Here, let me give you his phone number. I'm sure he'd love to hear from you. Whereas a lot of companies that would have been handed off to somebody in a sign call, an ad call. And um, I would have never heard from that person. Exactly. And, that, and that's just how Mike rolls. And he's one of many brokers in the system that's just awesome. And that's how you really learn who people are. And in the same year in 2003, uh, at the time, my 27-year-old sister was killed in a tragic car accident. And uh, right. it, was a, it was a very rough time for our family. And, you know, it's, it, it still is. Um, you know, her birthday was just a few days ago. And, uh, but in any event... Um, the first person I got flowers from was John and Don and Jane DC. And that was three years after I left the company. And uh, so that's just how a lot of the owners and, and, and people at Windermere roll. It's a, it is really about the relationship and I've experienced it firsthand. And, well, uh, and I got to tell you, Craig, I mean, and that's, you know, so with the agents leaving, I mean, so with owners, I think you just a great lesson. And, you know, I always say, you know, there's three lethal words and that's blame, entitlement and deserve. 
And, um, yeah. and, and <laughs> yeah. you know, and I think that, you know, when, when an agent decides to leave, you know, there's the blame, there's no blame. You're not entitled to that agent being in your office and you don't deserve that agent in your office unless you provide value. And like you said, you care. And you also right. ask yourself, how did I contribute to this? And how could I, how could I have done a better job? And I think last but not least is, you know, if that's a quality person that's leaving, I mean, cause we do know this, there's also people sometimes that aren't a fit and we know that and yep. we wish them well. And, you know, there's a different place where they can hang their license where they're going to fit in better. But I mean, in the case where you have really high quality people that, that leave the company and leaving that door open to say, you know what, we care about you and we want the best for you. And if it ends up being back here in our office, that's the best for you, then we'll, we open arms and let's stay in touch. And I think that that's a lesson that a lot of owners can learn, you know, and just get better at is, is my point. Well, no, and I've talked to, and I know several, you know, Windermere owners, branch managers throughout the years and everything. And one of the... <clears throat> Um, resonating things that I've heard them say when I've talked to them, you know, all the way from DCs to, uh, and others is, and Mike Connolly and others is, Hey, yeah, you know, I love to have this agent or that agent in my company, um, et cetera, et cetera. However, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I really want them to be happy and feel whole wherever they're at. And so I support them at wherever they're at. If it, if it's happens not to be with us, you know, then I'm, I'm sad about that, but I really do wish the best for them and want them to be happy where they, where they're at. And that's a, that's a, that's a selfless action. That's a selfless thought and, um, and just a way of being right. And that that's coming from abundance versus scarcity. Well, I took the words out of my mouth. I think that's right out of the go-giver, right? Uh, Yeah. You know, is that mindset of abundance, that mindset of giving? I think it's called being a good human. I think that's, that's, (laughs) you know. (laughs) It is. It is. And those are all the qualities and, you know, and more why why I'm so excited to be back with Windermere. And and like I said, I think I see values and advantages to Windermere um, that a lot of people that have been with the company for a long time maybe don't even recognize and then other people who have never been with Windermere before, um, maybe they're not going to recognize it either. And, you know, I'm happy to ever talk to anybody to let them, let them know what Windermere is like from the inside, because I've, I've um, seen it from both sides in and out. And I, I think I can, uh, I think I can share good wisdom, at least helping people have good food for thought. I, I agree. And I thank you for that. And, and I will, and the last thing I would say too, is this is for any, anybody who's the public that's listening is that if you're going to embark upon real estate and find a really good agent, look for an agent, you know, like, like Craig talks about, that's, that's putting their business based on relationship and you're not just a transaction to them because that's a big difference. Uh, would you agree with that, Craig? Yeah. If, if it becomes a transaction, then, then it's all about price. And, and, and if it's all about price, I mean, you know, when I interview for listing people's homes, you know, I, I tell them, Hey, you're going to talk to some people that, um, you know, that, you know, discount their, that are going to offer discounted commissions. And I said, and a lot of them should based off of the service skill and expertise that they offer, they should be heavily discounting um, their services. And, and that's where your track record matters. You know, and so I think those are things that um, if it's not about the relationship it's and, and, and what you deliver for the customer, then it is all about price. And so we can't help everybody, but we can help the right people. And most people, if they really get down to it, 
are they interested in saving a percent or two or do they not or do they not want their whole world turned upside down when a transaction goes south yeah. and it, even in a hot market like we're in now every transaction can go sideways and upside down litigations all kinds of things can happen and uh it it then any little fee differences is nominal and so I think that's the key is about the strength of the relationship and the trust that will carry um, the customer through. And uh, that's our job as agents to deliver that. And I think that was what resonates with the customers the most. I think they pick their agents more by that still than anything else. I would agree with you. You know, you, you want, I mean, it's a big transaction. There's a lot of moving parts. Uh, you're going to be engaging with this person for some time. And then the idea is that they're not gone when the transaction closes. Uh, because there's all kinds of things you need after the fact that a really, really good agent brings a lot of good resources to the table on a consistent basis way after the, the close of that transaction. So um, exactly. Yeah. Well, Craig, I want to thank you again. It was like talking to a celebrity and I'm so glad oh. you went in your family and um, thanks for taking the time today. And I do, I will put in the show notes. If anybody wants to reach out to you and just connect with you, I know isn't your email is Craig is Craig at Godfrey.com, right? That's correct. Okay. And then your website is just uh, godry.com. That is also correct. Yeah. Perfect. And I'll put that in the show notes. Um, and uh, Craig, thanks again for taking the time. I really appreciate it. And uh, like I said, um, keep setting the standard because uh, you do that. No, I, I will, Michael. And it's great to catch up with you. We had a chance to talk about some um, good memories from the old days and then about what we're all focused on um, to move forward and in, in life and business. So it's an exciting time. And uh, thank you for um, having me on today. Hey, thank you. And for our listeners, okay. I want to thank you all for listening. And again, we always end these podcasts by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day. And we'll talk to you later. Well, we hope you enjoyed our podcast. We want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen. If you found it useful or helpful, please feel free to share it and also give us a rating. Also, if you think that Windermere Coaching might be right for you, please feel free to just look us up at windermerecoaching.com. And we'll end by saying this, be awesome and help someone. Make it a great day.